0: This is Tragic Theater. In the previous episode, Father Marcelo discovered that an evil entity had possessed Annie's body. This same entity had prevented the spirits of the dead workers from ever leaving the Manila Film Center. Tragic Theater, Chapter 6. Octvalde Delected. Hail Mary full
1: of grace, the Lord is with you.
0: Norman led the rest in praying the rosary as they stood just beneath the body. They retrieved the candles from the stage and placed them all over the orchestra area. Most were strategically placed along the sides of the aisle. The lights gave them a clearer view to observe Annie closely. From below Army examined Annie for any cuts on her arms and feet. The student nurse failed to find Annie but wondered if the latter's jeans concealed some bruises she might have on the legs her body appeared lifeless the whole time except for a couple of times when a slightly audible snarl, like that of a vicious dog warning its adversary against getting closer, originated from her direction. Shortly after concluding their prayers, Father Marcello hurriedly rejoined them with Mick and Arlene trailing behind. He stood to face Annie once again. He could not wait any longer. Time was of the essence. Although what he was about to do violates church procedure, it was of his firm belief that he had ascertained the presence of the evil one. However, he risks accusation of a rushed judgment because of his closeness to the victim. In any case he was prepared to accept the consequences. He took out a small
1: plastic bottle from his shirt pocket and removed the cap. In the name of Jesus Christ, he spoke as he held up the bottle. The Son of God, I command thee to withdraw from thy dominion and spare from thy harmless servant of God. He sprinkled her feet with holy water.
0: The reaction was immediate. Annie growled louder than she did earlier. Her open jaws re-emerged from beyond her hair revealing four sharp fangs, two each from the upper and lower jaws. Her head stretched out and moved violently trying to break free from her neck while the rest of her body remained immovable. Her eyes appeared briefly in between the swaying hair exposing the whiteness of her completely rolled up eyeballs. She was turning into a beast. The priest held off on the holy water fearing further agitation might result in serious harm to the victim. Annie's head ceased moving and her growling halted. Her hair covered parts of her face once more with the exception of the mouth that remained half open, displaying the menacing fangs. If Annie could only be brought down, and her body tied to a bed, the threat of injury would be minimized. Such wishful thinking was in everyone's mind. As it was, the circumstances could not have been any worse. She was beyond their reach, at least four feet above their fingertips. She could easily be tossed around like a rag doll or dropped from a higher elevation and, if they failed to catch her, everything might end, tragically or
1: she could physically hurt herself and they would be helpless to prevent it. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father Marcello repeated, The Son of God, I command thee to withdraw from thy dominion and spare from thy harm this servant of God. Annie's head stooped down at his direction. In the name of Isse vigiliae addictus, quamodo te
0: The words came right out of her mouth. Annie spoke, but the voice was not hers. It was masculine, rasping and low. It sounded oddly amplified. Each spoken word reverberated throughout the chamber. Father Marcelo did not understand what was said, but he thought it sounded Latin. Nevertheless, he answered back You have no right to seize this woman. Depart now. He found his own voice faint and tiny compared to that of the demon. Who are you to order me? The booming voice demanded an answer. I speak in the name of God. He spoke with authority. Annie abruptly spit at him, hitting his left eye with mucus and thick saliva. <laughs> Thunderous laughter echoed in the chamber. Father Marcelo bent down and pressed the back of his hand to his left eye. The entry of foreign matter brought instant irritation. Tears began to stream down from the affected eye as Army and Lana went over to help.
1: Father, are you okay?
0: Army asked, trying to see how bad it was. He nodded as Lana handed him a hanky. He slowly opened his eye and blinked several times to clear his vision. He straightened up and wiped his face. Army looked over his left eyeball and saw it consequently turn reddish. Thanks you I'm fine. He expressed his appreciation to the two. He looked up at the possessed woman with
1: defiance. A wicked smile was facing down on him. Saint Michael the Archangel. He then prayed aloud. Defend us in the day of battle. Be our safeguard against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him. We humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the other evil spirits who roamed throughout the Another spit came his way.
0: Luckily, he was able to sidestep in order to avoid being hit. Erwin, however, found his shirt at the receiving end as he stood right behind.
1: The voice said after another thunderous laugh. I see this is all amusing to you. The same way you delight on the suffering of the workers whose souls you've held hostage in this place for so long. They chose to stay. Was the cold reply but not of their free will. They dared not go against you.
0: They made their choice after realizing how your incompetent God failed to help when they needed him most.
1: They saw no hope for eternal salvation when he'd already rejected them before. Their souls will remain here. To be your prisoners after seducing? After
0: opening their eyes.
1: What of this woman you possessed? Father Marcello asked, almost afraid of the answer.
0: She will soon make her choice too. He knew what it meant. He would not let this evil beast take any soul. A
1: simmering anger inside him soon gave way to uncontainable rage. You will not take her life away. The power of God compels you to depart from your dominion. He
0: ordered. A whipping noise ripped through the air. A cut instantly appeared on Annie's right arm as she remained still. The power of God compels you to depart from your dominion.
1: A similar noise resulted in a deeper cut, this time, on her left arm. The power of God compels you, part from the servant of God.
0: The others could only watch in anguish as the terrible noise caused another cut on the victim's right arm. They could see that Father Marcello was determined to rid her of the demonic intruder. But blood was already dripping from the nasty cuts. The power, Father, Norman stepped in to stop him. He could see the look of desperation in the priest's eyes. Snapping back to his senses, Father Marcelo turned around and walked away, shaking his head. He realized he had let his emotions come in the way in his haste to exorcise the demon. He almost compromised Annie's safety. His attachment to the victim had indeed clouded his judgment. The best thing was for him to emotionally detach himself from the latter, lest the demon exploits his vulnerability. It was way past midnight as he checked his watch. He pondered at the sudden turn of events. Everything was going as planned for them until about an hour ago nobody ever expected this dreadful scenario. But then again, had it not happened, they would not have known what they were dealing with. All the plans they laid down might not have worked anyway. The group was bound to fail. What a terrible price to pay for such consolation! It was a real eye-opener to find themselves in an unfamiliar situation. Instead of releasing the spirits from the burden of their own wrath, they now had to contend with freeing one of their companions from the clutches of a faceless enemy. And, to make matters worse, they did not have the luxury of choice to retreat and come back another day with a better plan. There was just no tomorrow. If they hoped to succeed, they had to devise a different strategy now. And they had to do so as a group. Father Marcelo had always believed in the competence of his group when faced with a challenge. But when it came down to crucial situations, he tends to take matters into his own hands. He never really gave them the chance to prove themselves. However, it was clear to him now that a collective effort of the group was needed to bring Annie back. He walked back to his group. Without a word, he signaled to Irwin, Arlene, Norman, Marlowe, and Lana to follow him. He went ahead to the lobby and out the main entrance. They followed him until he was outside of the building. They saw that the guards were beginning to suspect something was not right judging from the inquisitive looks they got. I need suggestions, people. He announced as he turned around to face them. How do we solve this? They glanced at one another in search for an answer. All of them sure needed the fresh air to clear their minds. They were up against an adversary they had not faced before. There seemed to be no clear solution in sight. Never had the outcome looked so gloom. The fullness of the moon could not have provided a more ominous sign. Let's do it. Marlowe broke the silence. What? The priest asked. Let's go ahead
1: with the radical method.